The LA Kings get ready to play two in Florida. Jonathan Quick's expected to start in one of those games. Will he snap his seven-game losing skid? The Kings special teams have improved of late, especially the penalty kill. Can they keep it going against a lightning team that has one of the best power plays in the NHL? And a respected NHL insider had some interesting comments about the Kings. We'll discuss that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I'm your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. The Kings are getting ready to play back-to-back games uh, after back-to-back wins over the Blackhawks and Flyers. Up next for LA, it's games four and five of their six-game road trip, and they are in the Sunshine State to take on both of the Florida teams out of the NHL. That would be the defending President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning who have appeared in the last three Stanley Cup finals and have won two Stanley Cups. Kings are 2-0 head-to-head against the Panthers and Lightning this season. They beat Florida 5-4 back on November 5th in LA and Tampa Bay 4-2 on October 25th again at Crypto.com Arena. A little quick scouting report on both of the Panthers and the Lightning, if you're unaware of what's going on with these two teams. The Panthers, as I mentioned, won the President's Trophy last year, had 122 points to lead the NHL, but they were swept in the second round of the playoffs by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they decided to make some major changes in the offseason in an attempt to be a better team in the postseason. They let go their head coach, Andrew Burnett, who was their interim head coach. He took over for Joel Quinville, who was uh, forced out after it was found out that he lied in that Blackhawks scandal. Um, And Andrew Burnett obviously guided them to the most points in the NHL, and he was a finalist for the Jack Adams Trophy for Coach of the Year. But uh, the Panthers thought, I guess, that um, maybe – He wasn't the reason why the Panthers had such a good season, and so they let him go. He's now an assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils, and they brought in former Winnipeg Jets head coach, among other teams, Paul Maurice. Most recently, though, was in Winnipeg. He had stepped down in the middle of last season, um, just citing that the team needed a change. Apparently, he needed a change, Uh, and he he got a change in Florida. The Panthers also made a blockbuster trade this offseason, sending standout Jonathan Huberto to the Calgary Flames for friend of the LA Kings, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, And so far, even though Kachuk has played pretty well, uh, the changes have not worked out for the Panthers. Right now, they are five points out of a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Uh, So again, President's Trophy winners a season ago, now not uh, in a playoff position. So the heat is on, uh, so to speak, there in Florida, as far as their general manager. Um, But back to Matthew Kachuk, we all know 
that he has had his issues in the past when he was a member of the Calgary Flames with Drew Doughty. And if you don't remember the last time the Kings and Panthers met back in L.A., it was Matthew Kachuk getting into it with Jonathan Quick. Uh, Kachuk ended up getting a two-game suspension for putting his stick into the uh, the mask of Jonathan Quick and ended up getting him near the eye. Uh, and uh, so, no pun intended, we will be keeping an eye uh, on Matthew Kachuk to see if anything happens in the game uh, as far as him and Drew Doughty. Uh, he will not be tangling up with Jonathan Quick. We will get to that in just a second. As for the second team the Kings will be playing uh, on this uh, back-to-back game setup, that will be the Tampa Bay Lightning. If you paid attention to the NHL, you should know that Tampa Bay has been one of the best teams in the NHL of late, and they are, again, this season, one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they currently sit in third place in the Atlantic Division behind the Bruins and Maple Leafs, who are also very good teams. Uh, Tampa Bay, of course, won back-to-back Stanley Cups, and then last season made it to the Stanley Cups, uh, Stanley Cup Final for a third straight year, but they did fall to the Colorado Avalanche last season. Uh, the Lightning are coming off a big home win in their last game against the top team in the league, the Boston Bruins. That was on Thursday. Uh, they are led by their captain, Steven Stamkos, who scored his 500th career goal the other night. Uh, only two other active players in the NHL are currently in the 500 goal club, and they would be, as you might expect, Alexander Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby. Uh, you might remember back in 2008, uh, the NHL draft, the Lightning had the number one pick. The Kings had the number two overall pick and uh, it was there was some debate as to who Tampa Bay would take would it be Steven Stamkos or would it be this young talented defenseman named Drew Doughty and the LA Kings having the second pick well they were going to take whoever Tampa Bay didn't take in the end the Lightning chose Steven Stamkos the Kings settled for Drew Doughty and uh, I guess the rest is history both guys are probably Hall of Famers and uh, it's worked out well for both sides um so Steven Stamkos, again, uh, still leading the Tampa Bay Lightning. They also have very talented forwards in Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point. Um, on defense, like Drew Doughty, they do have a former Norris Trophy winner in Victor Hedman. And in net, it is the always solid and reliable Andre Vasilevsky. As for what's going on in net for the LA Kings, um, it is expected that both Jonathan Quick and Phoenix Copley are going to play with these back-to-back games tonight and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. And the word is today on Friday that it is going to be Phoenix Copley in net uh, against the Florida Panthers. And that would mean that Jonathan Quick would go against Tampa Bay on Saturday. We've talked about this before. Personally, I would have gone with Quick against the Panthers and Copley against the Lightning. I think Florida is the lesser of the two opponents. And so, therefore, I would put my number two goalie against them that's just kind of basic thinking to me but um apparently tom mcclellan feels differently also you would have the added jonathan quick in net and matthew kachuk on the other side and let's be honest jonathan quick has always been a feisty guy loves a challenge as has been said by many people including myself one of the most competitive players i've ever seen and i think that might give him a little extra as we're trying to kind of get him back on track to face matthew kachuk and maybe they even bump each other a little bit in the crease you know Kachuk's going to go to the net that's what he does he's not going to change his game regardless of what the history is between those two but um that's not going to be apparently the decision now we'll see things could change but um Phoenix Copley was the first off the ice at the morning skate this morning and that almost always means that that is your starting goalie for that night now history for what it's worth would also seem to indicate that Jonathan Quick uh, would be the better choice against the Florida Panthers Jonathan Quick 
for his career is 12 and four lifetime against the Panthers. That is the best winning percentage against any team uh, for Jonathan Quick in his career. He's also one to know against the Panthers this season. Um, Quick's career numbers against Tampa Bay, seven, five, and three, although he did get the win against Tampa Bay earlier this year at home as well. Uh, in the career for Phoenix Copley, he is 0-1-1 in his career against Florida. Uh, he's never faced the Tampa Bay Lightning. The only thing I can think is that Todd McClellan agrees that the Florida game is the more winnable game in the back-to-back situation, and so he wants to make sure the Kings get at least two points out of it, so he's going to go with his number one guy against the lesser team and then roll the dice, nothing to lose against Tampa Bay. I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out what he's thinking. But like I said, if it were me, and it isn't, I would start Jonathan Quick against the Panthers and Phoenix Copley against the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. But it doesn't look like um, that's the way it's going to go. I mentioned in the open that Jonathan Quick is uh, looking to snap a career high or low, maybe if you want to call it that, seven-game losing skid. Uh, Jonathan Quick's last win came last year in 2022, December 1st. Uh, against the Arizona Coyotes. He is allowing an average of 3.7 goals per game since his last win. But in his last two games, both in relief of Phoenix Copley, should be pointed out he's allowed a total of two goals on 32 shots. So a little bit better than the average of what he's been doing of late. As for Phoenix Copley, last seven starts for him, he's 5-1. and one. Uh, Now there was one game that he was not the goalie of record that was against Nashville remember he got pulled 39 seconds into the game and LA came back to take the lead with Jonathan Quick in net so Quick then became the goaltender of record Um, but Phoenix Copley is allowing 2.4 goals per game over his last seven starts I expect the Kings lineup against the Florida Panthers tonight uh, to stay the same as it has been the last two games against Philadelphia and Chicago. Obviously, both wins, and Todd McClellan's pattern has been as long as the Kings are winning, uh, and there's obviously no injury uh, considerations or illnesses, he's going to stick with the same lineup that he's had, and uh, that will be what do we expect for the Kings going forward in tonight's game against Florida. And if they post a win, I'm sure on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning, it will be the same lineup as well we're going to get into what we'll be looking for from the kings in both of their games back to back against florida and tampa bay we will do that in just a moment but i need to let you know that today's episode of locked on la kings is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. the nfl playoffs are here and we are really excited about our new sports betting partner for locked on because they are the number one sports book in america and that is FanDuel. and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better they have so many game, uh, great features that uh, make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers that join today can get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. It's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So what are we looking to see, uh, at least in tonight's game against Florida and possibly uh, in the game on Saturday against Tampa Bay as well? Well, of course, we want to see a pair of Kings wins. That would be amazing because they are taking on two very formidable opponents, even though Florida, as I said, is not right now a playoff team. They're still a pretty solid hockey team. 
maybe when it's all said and done, they figure it out and get into playoff position. Tampa Bay is certainly one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and in the NHL. Um, but hopefully the top line will continue to lead the way for the Kings. Uh, Andre Kopitar and Adrian Kempe are both looking good so far in the month of January and in the year 2023. Kopitar, 10 points, four goals, six assists so far in January and coming off probably his best game of the season where he had the two goals against Philadelphia. Kempe also a strong January so far with eight points, five goals, and three assists. And we've talked about how I believe Quinton Byfield has been playing better on that top line with Kopitar and Kempe. Five of uh, Byfield's eight points on the season have been in the last 10 games here in the month of January with two goals and three assists. So I have always said, you know, your top line needs to be your top line more often than not for you to be successful. And so hopefully that will continue to be the case. The top player for the LA Kings has been playing very well of late. That is uh, Kevin Fiala, one of the hottest players in the NHL so far this month with seven goals and seven assists for 14 points. His seven goals are tied for fifth in the NHL this month and his 14 points are tied for eighth in the NHL this month and hopefully we will see the rain line or the LA kid line or whatever we're going to call it if, if it becomes a thing of Alex Turcott, Rasmus Kupari and Samuel Fugimo have another strong game I really enjoyed watching them play against the Flyers thought they brought a lot of energy um, obviously Fugimo had a big goal to tie it up and eventually the Kings win it in overtime so it would be great I mean any contribution you can get from your fourth line obviously is something that can really really help your team and boost the offense. So we'll look for them. If they can't provide any uh, statistical help, then at least provide energy uh, to get things going and, you know, get the cycle going, uh, force face-offs in the other team's zone, that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll see the youth, the exuberance of youth uh, looking good, at least in that Flyers game, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and the, the Kings continue to need to get bottom six scoring with, as we mentioned, Gabe Velarde, Arthur Kaliev, Trevor Moore still out due to injury so anything they can get from that fourth line or you know we know the third line with kevin fiala but jared anderson dolan if he could chip in as well uh that's all would be great for the la kings to get some of that secondary scoring from the bottom six other than kevin fiala king's special teams have been better so far this month in relation to their season average on the season the king's power play is scoring at 24.3 percent but this month, the Kings so far are at 29% on the power play and the penalty kill. Uh, the Kings on the season killing off 74% of the power plays against. This month, they're at 85.7 so far. Kings have allowed only three power play goals in their last seven games while scoring eight goals with the man advantage. Uh, and believe it or not, Arthur Kaliev is still the Kings' leading power play uh, scorer with seven goals, even though he hasn't played in over five weeks which showed you how great he was uh, on the power play for them, and we could use him back. But Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe uh, right now each have six power play goals as they uh, look to overtake Arthur Kelly, and maybe they'll do it this weekend. Uh, the Panthers, meanwhile, as far as their special teams, they are tied with L.A. in power play percentage, while Tampa Bay is second to only Edmonton in the NHL on the power play as far as percentage goes. Uh, the Panthers actually have a worse penalty kill overall on the season than the Kings. So special teams certainly uh, could be a factor uh, in both games, but particularly in that game on Saturday against Tampa Bay, try and stay out of the box against the lightning because they have a very, very good power play. We talked about Steven Stamkos. He gets set up at that left face off dot and just kind of like Alexander Ovechkin just sits there and uh, fires pucks away. And more often than not, uh, it, it goes to the back of the net. So try and stay out of the box 
if you're if you're the LA Kings uh, coming up, especially against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, coming up on Saturday. A respected NHL insider had some interesting comments about the Kings recently. We'll talk about that in a moment. Also, we're going to check in on how tight the Pacific Division is right now. If you haven't noticed what's going on in the standings, uh, that is coming up in just a second. But real quick, uh, I want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, plus NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team that is Locked On NHL Prospects, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So not sure how familiar you are with uh, kind of the national media with the NHL, but one of the more respected NHL insiders is Darren Dreger. Uh, he works for TSN in Canada and also does uh, contributions to the NHL Network. A really well-respected guy. And he was on a podcast I saw on Wednesday and briefly touched on the LA Kings and what moves they might make before the deadline. Now, this is speculations going on all over the place. Um, but he said he believes Rob Blake will be bold and that he believes Quentin Byfield is being considered as a trade piece. Now, I don't know that either of those comments are necessarily shocking, but he did also say something that caught my attention and kind of makes me wonder if Darren Dreger is frankly paying attention to what's going on in L.A. Uh, he said that Rob Blake will be bold because the L.A. Kings Stanley Cup window is closing with Jonathan Quick and Andre Kopitar, two names he specifically talked about um now yes uh jonathan quick Anje kopitar drew dowdy that core three is certainly in the back end of their careers although kopitar and dowdy frankly are playing really well this season and uh, certainly are showing that they've got certainly more left in the tank but the la king stanley cup window is not closing as a matter of fact i think it's just opening uh, if the Kings can get things figured out in net in the near future, that's going to really, really help them. But the Kings are amongst the youngest teams in the NHL. Their average age to start the season is 26 years old. Uh, your top scorers like Kevin Fiala and Adrian Kempe are 26 years old. Sure, there are there are the veterans that I mentioned. You've also got Alex Edler, who's over 30. I think he's 31. Uh, Phoenix Copley, I believe, maybe 31 as well. But everyone else is is very young, uh, as I mentioned. Um, even even the old vets, so to speak, uh, like Philip Deneau and Victor Arbitson are under 30 years old. Matter of fact, the only guys over 30, as I mentioned, are Dowdy, Quick, Kobitar, Edler, and Phoenix Copley. Everyone else is under 30. Uh, and then if you add in the younger guys who have just joined the team, like Pagimo and Turcotte, the average age goes even down even more. And if you think of what's probably coming in the near future, uh, if they're not used in, in trade pieces, and I certainly don't think Brant Clark is going to be, but Jordan Spence as well, those are even younger players that are going to be added to the LA Kings roster likely in the near future. So that comment made me wonder, hmm, does he really know what's, what's going on with the LA Kings? I mean, if that's his assumption that the Kings Stanley Cup window is closing, and that's why Rob Blake will be bold. Um, I would disagree with that strongly. Um, if Rob Blake is bold, I believe it's because he sees a window open, but not because the King's window will be closing in the near future, but it's open right now because of what we're seeing in the Western Conference where there, you know, there isn't though there's those one or two kind of juggernaut teams like we saw Colorado last year, last season. Matter of fact, the Avalanche are struggling just to be in a playoff spot this year. So 
the opportunity might be there for the Kings to make a deep run if they can get things together because of what's going on in the Western Conference, not because the LA Kings window is closing. I, I would strongly disagree uh, with that. Remember Brent Clark? Uh, he was certainly the subject of a lot of discussion in the first half of the season, but now that he has been sent back to his junior team, we've kind of stopped talking about him. Actually, we've completely stopped talking about him, although I just mentioned his name a moment ago. But Brent Clark, if you're curious, uh, is doing just fine, as you would expect, back in the OHL playing for the Barry Colts. Uh, he's only played in six games since going back to the OHL after winning gold at the world junior championships with canada and so far on those six games uh, pretty good numbers four goals seven assists 11 points in six games so as you would expect brant clark back at the junior level and uh and doing very very well i also wanted to check in on the ontario rain real quick and by the way um no more rain checks uh, i thought i was clever coming up with that name but apparently someone else is using it and has been using it for a while so i don't want to steal anyone else's material uh, so we'll call it the rain report uh, for now until we come up with something better. But the rain had a, a thrilling victory the other night, uh, a 3-2 win over the Calgary Wranglers on Wednesday, uh, Ontario scoring two goals in the third period and then winning it in overtime. And Leas Anderson continues to play very well for the Ontario rain. He scored two goals. He scored the game tire in the third period and then got the sudden death game winner in overtime. He's got uh, now 17 goals on the season leading the Ontario Reign. And we did have that email the other day asking, will Leas Anderson get a chance to show what he could do with the Kings this season because of what he's doing, having a fine season in the AHL? And I would say, again, that is unlikely, uh, not because he's not performing well, but because there's really not much room for him right now with the Kings, and he's also not waiver exempt. So if they do call him up, they would have to keep him for the rest of the season. Um, and I just... I don't see that happening right now, but we shall see if, if if it were to happen, it would be because the Kings were besieged with injuries. So let's frankly hope uh, that that doesn't happen. If you were wondering who was in net in that latest win for the rain, it was not um, Cal Peterson. It was Matt Valalta. He made 27 saves, allowing two goals in getting the victory. So there you go with the rain report. Usually we check the Pacific division standings coming out of the weekend and starting a new week on Monday. But things are so tight right now in the Pacific. I wanted to check the standings with you guys. And I know you can look at the standings anytime on your phone, but you know, we're trying to give you as much information as possible. Let you know if you if you haven't noticed that uh things are super tight right now in the Pacific Division. As a matter of fact, it is as, it is tighter in the Pacific Division than any other division race in the NHL. The top three teams right now, which includes the LA Kings, who would be automatically into the playoffs if the season ended today, the top three teams are separated by one point the top four teams are separated by three points uh seattle right now is your first place team 28 14 and 5 for 61 points uh coming up friday saturday for them uh they are at home against calgary and against columbus uh vegas also has 61 points but right now they're the second place team in the pacific 29 17 and 3 because the kraken had games in hand they would technically be the number one seed right now in the Pacific. For Vegas, they're at the Rangers on Friday and at the Islanders on Saturday. Of course, the LA Kings, 27-17-6 for 60 points. So again, one point, the Kings, one point back of both Seattle and Vegas. As we go into uh, Friday, into the weekend, uh, the Kings, of course, have games at Florida, at Tampa Bay, Friday and Saturday. And Edmonton right now is two points back of LA for that third spot. So the uh, Oilers are right now the number one wildcard team in the Western Conference. They're 
18 and four for 58 points. They will be at home uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. Before we wrap up the show today, I did have a question uh, on a recent YouTube episode asking if the upcoming Dustin Brown statue unveiling and Jersey retirement ceremonies will be televised in their entirety. For those who will not be able to attend in person, I reached out to both Jesse Cohen of the All the Kings Men podcast, the official podcast of the LA Kings, and Patrick O'Neill, reporter for Valley Sports West. Both were recent guests on this show, uh, and both have said all indications are the entire ceremony is going to be televised. Uh, don't forget the pregame festivities start at 6 p.m., whether you're going to watch on TV or be there in person. Uh, the game is 7.30, but the pregame festivities, again, if you want to watch on TV or you're going to be there in attendance, start at 6 p.m., so get there early uh, or on your couch or in person down at Crypto.com Arena. That's Saturday, February the 11th, Dustin Brown uh, night at Crypto.com Arena against the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, the Kings taking on the Panthers tonight, taking on the Lightning tomorrow. Both of those games are 4 p.m. start times L.A. time. Both are going to be televised locally on Valley Sports West, and you can always listen on the Kings iHeart Radio app. Coming up on Monday's show, obviously, we're going to recap what happened in these two games in Florida and also discuss any Kings news from over the weekend. If you'd like to give us some feedback, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. We're on Twitter, at LockedOnLAKings. We're on Instagram, at LockedOnLAKings. I am Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings. Have yourselves a great weekend, and as always, go Kings go.